0: Precure! Podcast Engaged! Hello, and welcome to Precure! Podcast Engaged! The podcast where we try and watch the entire Pretty Girl franchise. I am Charlie, your fairy partner, chief
1: And I am Protector of the Light, Cure Cassidy.
0: And today, we have a guest. Please introduce yourself.
2: Hello, uh, I'm Aaron Tano-Sayez. It's nice to meet y'all.
1: <laughs> Likewise. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, I was surprised, but happy to see you messaged me saying you wanted to be on the podcast.
2: Why surprised?
0: I, I don't know, I wasn't sure if anyone would want to be on.
2: oh i mean i'm always down
0: so before we get into the episode proper i have some questions for you so have you seen any Precure seasons before
2: i have not this was my first and only episode um but i am well versed in the anime arts
0: excellent so you didn't watch any of the other previous episodes you just watched this one
2: I wanted to go in completely blind. I wanted to see like what it is about, kind of break down like what I think it's about and kind of pitch that to y'all because because <laughs> it has a similar you know they all like a lot of the magical girl franchises kind of have a similar premise and like a formula to yes. an episode, mm-hmm. and I kind of you know I like this one a lot, and so I wanted to and so I was excited about checking it out and yes. coming on
0: funny enough, this is Geki Drago's last episode. We had someone on for the previous uh villains last episode, so you're starting a trend by being our second guest that's on the last episode of a minor villain.
2: Rest in peace, Geki Drago. <laughs> Rest in peace.
1: He definitely went out with a bang though. So
2: <laughs> that was epic. I was I, I that was the first kind of like I mean, I figured we'd, we'll get there, but I wanted to be like, is this what every villain battle is like? Or is this like a, was this an extreme case?
0: I mean...
1: You, we'll cover it when we get there. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay.
0: <laughs> and my final question is, if you had to pick between Cure Black and Cure White as your favorite pretty Cure, having only seen one episode, who would oh, it be?
2: It's Black. It's, it's Black. Nagisa is awesome. I like that character a lot. Yeah. I like the fiery characters. Uh, I tend to gravitate more toward them. And uh the white one doesn't really talk in this episode like at all. It's just like a pretty big this is a pretty big Nagisa episode I feel like.
0: Yeah. Last episode uh was Honoka's episode because it was her birthday. Oh. You missed Honoka exploding.
2: <laughs> what? Like literally?
0: No, not Uh, literally.
1: (laughs) The episode made a claim that it could not back up. Uh, Oh, okay.
0: Don't worry. When that episode comes out, you're you'll understand. Gotcha. Today we are watching episode eleven, Sei Ryota, Geki Dragos, Panic.
1: Also known as Fish Out of Water. Are they there's a lot of
2: fish that are out of water in this episode.
0: Well, I guess <laughs> this... you're taking it literally. Like.
2: This is definitely the episode that's, like, sponsored by the local aquarium, <laughs> like, no <laughs> doubt. I was watching it, and I was expecting them to be like, make sure to visit the aquarium, kids, and learn all these fun— It's so full of, like, fun water facts about our aquatic friends.
1: Yes, come see what there is to see at Miami Sea Aquarium.
2: Yeah, for <laughs> real, though. Like, it was. it was lovely— And I, is every episode, is every episode this educational? Uh, no. It's pretty informative.
0: I don't think so. I mean, (sighs) I don't know if I learned anything.
2: (laughs) I don't know if I've learned anything from this franchise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I have learned the power of friendship and that jewels have a magical power that if they sense the light in you can help you defeat evil.
1: And I have learned that there's a lot of food that ends in Yaki. (laughs)
2: I've learned that the harder you squeeze your friend's hand, the more powerful your beam becomes.
0: Yes, that is true. (laughs) It's the power of the love. It's true. But we'll get to that, because we start off the episode with Nagisa in her bedroom, writing, well, we don't see it at first. I wasn't sure what she was doing, because she's thinking about last episode, because uh, every episode she... Lemnis is about the previous episode, and that's your uh, recap.
2: Uh, okay, so it's like Doug journaling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, I, honestly, I thought she was doing homework, which is very out of character. Yes.
0: <laughs> Especially in this episode, where we learned that uh, Ryota would rather go to Honoka.
2: Yeah, I thoroughly appreciated the recap aspect to the beginning, with like the homework montage or or the journaling montage, and the very obvious like trapper keeper type it had that glossy finish that i oh so it's a magic trapper keeper it is yes. is it really yes. yes oh
0: so when they defeated... it was their
1: reward for defeating the first boss oh cool
0: uh you know the uh little guy that shows up at the end of the episode when they put the jewel in the... yes
2: a little wizard
0: yes so he gave them both journals and only pretty can read them
2: Oh, okay. That's really cool. I yeah. wish I had one.
0: It would be cool. It would be. I also wanna uh point out then when that when Nagi says he can think the episode she calls Gehe drago a muscular menacing man that's just about <laughs> <It is. laughs>
2: that just it, stood out it, to me he is that it's true it, it is absolutely true that that's what I was like he's gonna that's when I knew the spoil was ahead of they're gonna have to fight the menacing muscular man in this episode. Yes. It was a deeply satisfying feeling. Now, can I ask you guys questions about the show as right we go? Go right ahead. Of course. So the, the, the flip phone. Yes. <laughs> the yes. flip phones, are they, is that a living being in it? Or is this like a digital device? Is it like a magical being that lives in their cell?
1: Yeah. So that's those are real living creatures. They are mm-hmm. fairies from the dream dimension. Got you. And they take the form of a phone because it takes a lot of energy to be a living creature.
2: Yes. Oh, okay. So it's just easier to be merch. Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The way they said it is that it takes too much energy because they're from the Field of Rainbows. And they're in the... Wait. No. Okay. I messed it up. They're from the Field of Light. And they're currently in the Field of Rainbow, which is Earth. Which I guess Mm. is why... Nagisa and Honoka a rainbow theme. Got you. But yeah, see, sometimes they'll be, like, just... Have we seen their... did we see their fairy form in this episode?
1: Um... No. No, they stayed cell phone the whole time. They had to... They could not come out because Ryuta was
2: there.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. They were... well, They were also in an aquarium with people.
2: True. Okay. So it does, that's what I was curious about. If it had that lovely equation of, like, no one can know that they have a superpower type thing. I didn't know if it was a secret. I didn't know if the brother knew until the end when, like, he had to get knocked out so they didn't see her. You know what I mean? But, so it does have that, like, they have to be secret? Yes. Okay.
1: They... It may just be a coincidence. I'm not sure if they have to be secret, but they have been secret. Okay, gotcha. That's
0: true, because no one's caught on. The bad guys do know their secret identities. That much Mm. we do know. That's because Pissard was able to figure out who they were. He became a
1: substitute teacher.
0: (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
2: Wait, what? Okay, hold on. Come come on quick tea real quick. Um, Is there a substitute teacher character that's like, I'm on to you, pretty cure?
1: (laughs) Uh, No. So the first (laughs) (laughs) evil general, Pissard, came to their school to attack them under the guise of being a substitute teacher.
2: Ain't that always the way?
0: He might have also murdered the teacher who was supposed to be there.
2: Oh, that's a good point. Oh, God. Is that? Okay. No, never mind. I'll, I'll ask more questions as we move along. I'll have too many. I'll have too many. Yeah.
0: Don't worry, I'm filled with pretty cured knowledge. Between me, I, the- I,
2: I figured you were. You <laughs> seem like a wellspring of knowledge for pre- the franchise, which is very a lot. Which is a lot bigger than I thought it to be.
0: Oh yeah, there's. It's a ongoing franchise.
2: Is it still running?
0: Yes, In, there's a Uh, right now this is this. I want to say it's the sixteenth season is airing Damn. right now. But each season, excluding okay, so this season and next season, and then the fourth and fifth, all are seasons that are like one right after each other. But every other season is its own contained story.
2: Oh, so it's not the same Pretty Cures.
0: No. Yeah, it's okay. like
2: Power
1: Rangers in that there's occasional crossover, but for the okay. most part, in the modern era, everything is new. I like it.
0: Yeah. Cool. So we have Nagisa and Honoka for this season and next season, but then third season's a different group. Yeah. And then it continues on.
2: You know, for merch.
0: Yeah. Mm. You know, it is produced by Toei, <laughs> so.
2: You know, I know how that equation works. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Um. So after Nagisa finishes up the recap,
2: Reeve just calls her out to give her too many strawberries. That's so many. I'm looking at it right now, and it is an astronomical amount of strawberries. Like, I'm giving you a bushel. Like, that is a bushel for dessert. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's like, you buy that so the family can have strawberries for a week.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> Just tear it up after dinner. <laughs> a pound of strawberries.
0: And Nagisa knows that something's immediately up, that her little brother's giving her all this food. She's like, what do you want? I don't have any money. Truth.
1: Yeah, we do have some continu- continuity there of... Her saying, yeah, I already got an advance on my allowance.
0: Yeah.
2: Then anime mom and dad show up, which anime dad is a concept that is not brought around these days often. I saw saw a physical anime dad and was like, what? It's so rare that this is
1: the first time we've ever seen him.
2: Are you kidding me?
1: We never (laughs) even knew he existed up to this point. It's just been anime mom.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, saw is being raised by a single mother. And then her dad shows up this episode. And I'm like, she has a dad.
2: Her dad shows up and is like, beat the shit out of your brother like this. Put him in this <laughs> fucking chokehold and just light him up. You're doing it wrong. Hurt him this way.
1: <laughs> I love this anime dad.
2: <laughs> he's been working out. Like he's got the little towel on. I want to believe that like, anime dad is entering the strawberry scene after like, you know, he's been punching the punching bag for like two hours. He's been training and it's something that like they don't share, the father and the daughter, that like both of them are combat proficient, but I think Ooh. it's going to be something they bond over in the future.
1: Thought there, yeah, because they yeah. say that the anime dad and the anime mom are going to be busy this weekend.
2: Oh, they're going away? Yeah. I some plenty.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking maybe maybe anime dad is entering a boxing match
2: and anime dad is a prize fighter and he has to travel or anime dad's the villain the whole time
0: that would be wild
2: it would he's the queen barrel of the show
1: the dark dude is pretty ripped
2: there you go everybody's pretty ripped in this show i gotta say everybody's pretty huge even in shark form
0: yeah (sighs) but we learn that uh He doesn't want money from Nagisa. He wants her to take him to the aquarium because he has to uh, uh, write about fish for a science class. Did you guys ever have to, like, do an assignment about animals where you had, like, go to a zoo or an aquarium? Uh,
1: Not outside of the course of a school field trip. I was never told, go to an aquarium on your own time to do this assignment.
2: I've never been assigned that. The closest thing is quite far, and it's... They took me to a sewage plant um, on a field trip to learn about how a water processing plant works. And I got to say, it was one, gross, but two, incredibly educational. I wish that's where they went in this episode. That
1: would have made the boss fight a lot more (laughs)
2: interesting. (laughs) Well, I'm taking my ultimate form of used TP and feces. (laughs)
0: Oh god, imagining Geki Drago swimming around in sewage is not a.
2: Imagine imagine Geki Drago inhaling an entire pool of sewage like he does oh. later in the episode!
1: <laughs> I think he has already swum, swam in sewage. What? I, I don't. It feels like something he would have done.
0: Yeah, feels- you know. <laughs> you're not wrong. I feel like he just wouldn't care. Considering everything about him.
1: I mean, is he, I'm thinking is he about dirty? his first appearance. Where's he, he in raw sewage? No, he fell down a cliff and then just, like, burrowed his way out
2: of it. Yeah, okay. that's true. <laughs> okay, I got you. He's dirty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's just willing to do whatever it takes to defeat the pretty Cares, even if He's... it involves...
2: Um, that's my next question for you. Why do these demons want to kill children?
1: Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> I like to try to answer these questions before Charlie because I only know what's happened in the episode so far. (laughs) Um, So there's the dark zone, which is the evil, like evil version of the realm of light or whatever. Okay. Um, it's led by the dark dude, who's that big tall man with chains on him who yells at everybody.
2: The big fiery person.
1: Yeah. Um, and so he has like. I think it was a total of five evil generals. Yes. And they're trying to get the Prism Stones. There's a total of seven. They already have five of them, or they had five of them at the beginning of the show. Yes. And the last two are in the fairy partners of the Pretty Cures.
2: Okay. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. So they just want to kill the Pretty Cures so they can kill the fairies and take over the universe.
2: Got you. So it's all about that cell phone. Yes. The yes. flip phone is closed. Okay, got you. Got it. Because I was like, Jesus, they hate these kids so much. <laughs> they want to kill children for prism stones. I didn't know if they had them on them. If it was like, I didn't know if like, here's my my initial thought was that that's what, I know that's what gives them power, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like in them. Like it's in their forehead, and their wrist, like in their clothing. They wear it on a necklace or something. But now I know it's in the cell.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Alright. The world's
1: most powerful sim card. <laughs>
2: for real
0: it seems that the dusuku zone do not know that the prism stones are in meeple and mipple like they seem to want to steal them but also like they were able to trick yaki drago oh no wait never mind just forget everything i just said i forgot something that made last episode make sense for that
2: no problem <laughs>
1: So anyways, they go to the aquarium and Honika's there also. Yes. Honika tags along because Nagisa doesn't want to just go hang out with her brother.
0: No. She'd rather hang out
1: with her girlfriend.
0: Yes. (laughs) I wrote down that uh, Nagisa, of course, invites her girlfriend to come to the aquarium. So we're on the same page.
2: Yeah, there's no... I mean, honestly, I would want to roll with my team everywhere at this point. Like, it's episode 11. I'm sure they've been attacked, what, 11 times by this point?
0: Yes. I would
2: not leave the house without my girlfriend at this (laughs) point, because you know you're going to have to throw down at some point.
0: What's important to know as well is that they can't transform without the other one being there. They have to transform together. They have to
2: hold hands.
0: Yes, they have to hold hands.
2: Good. That is wholesome and correct.
0: Yes. It hurts if
2: you get stung by them. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry, I jumped ahead and I was reading the subtitles of the, when we get to the informative section of the aquarium sequence, and my favorite line of the entire episode is, there's a jellyfish, it hurts if you get stung by them.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, we head to the dark zone with Geki Jago being both depressed and then also extremely mad. Yes,
0: he's so angry that he's getting beaten up by these middle schoolers. And, of course, the others there, his co-workers are not exactly uh, being the nicest. One of them, I wrote this down because I was surprised. He said, maybe you should just return to darkness before they do you in. I'm like, is he telling him to just, like, kill himself?
2: I was confused by that as well. I was like, what does there... You know what I mean? Like, I was confused about how the power works or something like that. I didn't know if it was, like... Uh... Like a '90s bad translation or something, or if they were straight up just being like, "Yeah, you might as well just like hang up your cleats, you know what I mean, and call it a day, geeky."
0: Well, when Pissar was defeated, it was said that he returned to darkness. So it's a weird kind of middle ground that uh, it's hard to know if they're like dead, dead, or they just not... you,
2: like you enter the life stream essentially, you know, type deal. Yes. Or something. You go back to the home for infinite losers and you can't retain your form.
0: Also, this show aired in the uh, early 2000s, not 90s.
2: Oh, God. Oh, you're right. You're right. It does have. I clocked those um, Mega Man shoes, and that's when I was like, this is in the 2000s. It was their boots that gave it away for me. I love their boots so much. Their boots are so good. There's such a dead giveaway of not pointy toe 90s shoes in anime. They have that round Mega Man boot that is very prominent in that era. <laughs>
0: Yes.
1: Uh, Also, one of the other generals whose name I do not know, the bald one, was like, okay, so you're angry about this. Just use that anger for power. That's all you do anyways.
0: Yeah.
2: And he seems pretty content with that. Like, that turn toward the camera, he's just, like, mad. He's like, you're right, I'm totally gonna do that.
0: And then he gets
2: scolded by the dark
0: dude. Yes. We get to see the Jakku king again. It's been a while since we last saw him. I think we last saw him when Geki Drago started.
1: Yeah. I also remember him sitting down. This time he is very much standing up.
0: You know, he's just really angry that this this the second person who just keeps getting beat by these middle schoolers.
2: An interesting question that I have for you. When he says, um, what is it? Use up all the power that you have. I was like, are these demon guys like running on borrowed time or like some kind of lended darkness power? You know, is that how this works? Or is that, so, am I looking way too deep into it?
1: I have a theory. Yes. Um, that's partially based on the fact that whenever they defeat a boss, they get a prism stone back, mm. and that they're just, like, essences of the dark dude being empowered by the prism stones. Got you. Yes. That makes sense. Like, so, technically, yes, Pissard is returned to darkness in that if they got that prism stone back, they could probably just resummon Pissard with it.
2: Mm. Because, like, my understanding of all of this is kind of, like, the big one, um, these are kind of, like, you know, if there's darkness, that would be, like, matter. And then these guys kind of, like, are able to take shape by using the prism stones and gain kind of, like, a form in the same way that the cell phones do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the Mm -hmm. you know, this big muscle, you know, Freddie Mercury concert outfit guy is very, like, you know, he's using up a lot of energy by being pissy, and so they're like, just burn it all, you know, use it all up, because this is, like, your last shot. And then your return to darkness would be, like, you know, turning back into, like, LCL.
0: And it makes sense, (laughs) because uh, previously, the Jakku king has said, if you get all seven prism stones, we can rain a tunnel. He spoke, Mm. there was a monologue he had when he was talking to Pissar that indicates that it seems like if they don't have all the stones, things can end up really badly for them. Okay. But we get to return to the aquarium.
2: Yay!
0: And learn about fish. Now, I was going to write down all these fish facts, but I did don't not.
2: You dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> it's I did. It's so much better that I hope, for everyone listening to this, I hope you go to Crunchyroll listen to this and watch this episode and just learn yourself Take in all this information. Cause it's surprisingly like they're good. The first of all, the fish are very well drawn and second of all, the facts are quite good. Yeah. I
1: feel like part of this was also like, we want to draw some fish. Put this episode of the say aquarium. The
2: sad thing. I was like, these people wanted to flex so hard about, like, look how many fish I can draw. Yeah. Like, very good photorealistic, not photorealistic, but like, they're flexing so hard of, like, I really like fish and I'm willing to draw at least like 10 different kinds.
0: Yes.
1: So there's a bit here with the kissing fish. Yes. Um, and if this was a rom-com, it would then cut to Nagisa and Honoka reenacting that exact kiss.
2: That is factual. I thought it was going to happen, honestly.
0: I actually thought the Mepos were gonna do it when, like, they popped out of the phone and they were, like, facing each other. I was like, oh, they got a kiss? But then the I
2: also happened. thought that, too. <laughs> are they an item? Oh, <laughs> uh, and Mepo. Yes. They are. Okay.
0: They're in love. Okay. So, like, every time they see, like, every time Honoka and Nagisa, like, Uh, see each other again they always like pop out of the phones and like are so happy to see each other
2: yeah i saw it It was so cute and they're like it's so good to see you again i was like this is too fucking much this is too cute yeah it's like melt your face adorable this whole show it's got that good 2000s hair where everyone's hair has that good gloss on it i love the 2000s anime everyone has shiny hair and it makes me very happy just that white squiggle in there to let you know that like also it's very shiny is a deeply satisfying aesthetic yeah yes
0: so we learn more about the fish i also agree that you You should watch this episode to learn about all these fish and like they're like seals and other animals there as well but as we're learning about these fish we see geki drago is in the aquarium he's like swimming through the water
2: (laughs) nobody (laughs) sees him no. <laughs> he's it's like a man. It's not like he's like a fish. He doesn't even look like a fish. It's just like a very obvious huge guy swimming in a tank. He's holding a mana ray. He's like riding it. And like not not a soul is working today. It's a slow day at the aquarium. No one's just kind of paying attention. <laughs> They're all busy staffed. feeding
1: the manatees. <laughs> That's
2: true.
0: <laughs> but eventually we get to a point where they see some sharks.
1: Oh, hold on! I do want to point out that um, before the <laughs> sharks show up, uh, we get we cut to like where they have the performing seals and stuff, and <laughs> Geki Drago just activates the splash zone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's so much. Like I, I'm, I'm at that part too where he just screams and act like the splash zone starts. Like, I don't know why he's bullying random... Do they... Okay, question for you. Do they bully random people, too, the demons, or are they just focused on the cures?
0: They're just focused on the cures, but I think they just don't really care about anyone else getting in the way. And
2: collateral damage yeah, is not important. Yeah, I think important.
1: when they do attack random people, like in the episode where Pissard animates a vacuum to attack at a yes. group of civilians, um, it's to draw out the pretty cures. Gotcha, yes. okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they are mo- they're just folks in the curious. Or, like, in the rare instance that they possess someone. Like, I feel like we only had one person get possessed.
1: Uh, a person and a bear. Uh,
0: yes, a person and a bear.
2: And I want to point out that at nine minutes into the episode, seals just straight up bully penguins. <laughs> they just bark at them and shove them back into the water. Like, yeah. they had to draw this little detail of a seal bullying a penguin. And it's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life. There's a lot of moments in this episode that I will remember for the rest of my life. And the one, the next one is coming up absolutely next with the sharks at the glass.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, so after <laughs> gekki activates the splash zone, the sky goes dark, and then we see the sharks in the tank.
0: Yes. And at first, they're like, it's okay if they hit the glass. They're not going to be able to break it. But then the sharks keep hitting the glass and we're like, oh, oh, no.
2: (laughs) But then they break through and at 10.05 to 10.08, they're just flailing in shallow water. I was like, what did you hope to gain? It was so poorly planned by these sharks. They're like, bop, bop, brah. Oh, no, there's no water in this hallway. (laughs) That's only a problem for now. It gets solved later. It it goes so far off the rails later that I was like, wow, they're just leaning into it. They do not care at all. And I applaud them for that. Like the next
0: section, especially with the eels. There is a moment coming up there. uh, You see a shark kind of like swim by, but it doesn't seem like there's any water. So I was like, do they... Is that shark just, like, floating? (laughs)
2: Yes! The flying sharks is when I was like, oh, wow. They are just, like, leaning into it. Of, like, yeah, the darkness dimension. The sharks are flying now. What? Like, are they swimming or are they flying? They, like, fly swimming. They're just, like, (laughs) moving through air. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It's it's so glorious. True. (laughs) See, you're breaking it down. This is why we're here. We're here to break down the deep science involved in this show.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Just make sure you actually wear goggles when you do it. Honoka.
0: <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs>
1: Anyways, the aquarium does get like completely locked down when all of the fish start breaking out of their tanks, and everyone gets escorted out except for the pretty cures in Ryota, who yes. keep getting they get blocked off from the exit <laughs> by a swarm of eels. <laughs> I think
0: it, it like there's like a uh someone like of the other fish, like, on the doors. Like, there's a starfish on the door. Like, as if the starfish is going to stop them from leaving.
2: I didn't know if that was a design choice of, like, that's what the aquarium doors look like, or was it just a really aggressive starfish? Like, you will not get through this door. I will block you by sticking to it. And all the barnacles are like, yeah, us too. (laughs) It's ridiculous. (laughs) And I don't think that's how an eel works. Like, this is when all laws of, like, science are just defied when like an eel is just standing like an Ekans and it's all of a sudden just like <sighs> and a snapping turtle is baring its teeth like yes. you know and they're kind of making this blockade I'm like what are you gonna you can just like wait it out they, they can't breathe
0: <laughs> well this turtle can
2: the turtle's gonna be fine turtle's yes. gonna be great but everything else is like the threat that they have made is so incredible of like all of a the sudden they can just fish can run and fly and that is a terrifying concept.
0: That's the power of the Jusuku zone, you know.
2: It's I mean, you're not joking, you're not kidding. I have learned that this episode that when the darkness that's something okay, can I can I give a comment about what i really liked about this show? Like just a little detail of that when the darkness zone kind of like takes over, when Geki Drago like, you know, spins the black tornado, I did like that like the shades of purple and blue are more prominent and like it gets really wacky like the world kind of doesn't make sense anymore is a really cool, like just subtle touch to like a simple episode that I was like, this is a really good, like someone's really thinking and being like, yeah. And when the darkness zone is active, like the rules don't apply anymore.
1: Yeah. I also feel like most of Geki Drago's episodes have been kind of goofy with the exception of the one with the comic book where he creates some body horror.
2: Oh God.
0: (laughs) That was uh, quite something. Yeah, you know he has a different tactic than Pissard. He's like, you know, Pissard, you know, you made a vacuum come to life. What else did he do?
1: Um, let me look up a list of the Pissard. There was the first episode where he animates a roller coaster.
0: Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I really like this darkness dimension, like it kind of like twists the world thing. It, yeah, it, it's something that I think like if this would come out in like 2019, it could it would be like a lot grittier and like. You know, it would turn into like Silent Hill, or it's like it's like Silent Hill Light, and it's something I like about the show, where it kind of gives you just enough of that feeling of like, and now the world's wacky because there's demons apl- around. It's good, I have to say. As someone who's never seen an episode, I was th- I was very surprised at how much I liked the show, and that's not like a disrespect. I it- was like, there's a lot of tiny details put into this like 24 minute. This was like an educational episode. And I was still like, there's a lot of good, like, really good little writing premises in here that I am very much about.
0: Pretty Cure is good. the. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty Cure is good. And then, like, you know, you flash the thumbs up and a big smile and it goes boing!
0: <laughs> Do you think you would watch more of this show after watching this episode?
2: That's a tough one. This, it's like be there's so many. Yes, that's like being like, hey, would you think you could start Pokemon at episode one? You'd be like, oh my god! Like it's such a daunting task. Like the last time I did that was Hunter Hunter, and that was like 150. Yes. God, and that took me like a year of grad school to do. <laughs> well, I liked it. I'll be poking around. I'll probably look up all like the battle scenes because yes. I really liked those. I, I would really definitely
1: recommend. Uh, Episode 5, Bessard's okay. final episode. Okay, well, cool. You
0: could just watch the first and second season. You don't have to worry about anything else. There's 49 episodes. Each season's about 49 episodes. Damn. Yeah.
2: I'm just going to watch AMVs.
0: Also, a... <laughs> if you're going to just watch battles, you should look up all 49 Pretty Care fights. Because there is a episode last season where our. All 49 cares show up for this one fight. And it is what awesome.
2: I, I'm gonna As soon as we're done, I am going to watch that immediately. And yeah. probably yell about it on Twitter.
1: I can't wait to get there in, what, seven <laughs> years or whatever?
2: <laughs> I was just about to say, I was like, Oh man, that episode's going to be great. When a robot is recording it for you.
1: <laughs> Not to mention any time we decide to cut in an episode of Ben 10 instead. I
0: know it's okay we'll make it one day <laughs> i believe in us
1: yeah. anyways they tell ryota to hang out at the front desk while they go find an exit
0: yes which they are not they are going to find Geki Drago because they know what's up
2: yeah i <laughs> there's a there's a shot that kind of like that like, not like it stuck with me, like it's that deep where they cut to a uh, sad young kid. Re uh, they cut to Ryota, like sit Ray Liotta, um, sitting under the desk, being like, You just like ditched, you know what I mean? Like, it was a very sad moment when he like he curls under the desk, and I was like, Yeah, you did get bailed on at 1201. If you're if you're watching with us, 1201, that image of them zooming in on his sad face, I was like, Yeah. You just got ditched by your sister and her girlfriend. That sucks. It was, I don't know, the show is full of tiny touches, like I said, where I'm like, this is good. Where I got Pretty Cure good.
0: Yes, Pretty Cure is good. No one <laughs> believed me, but now you...
2: <laughs> now believe me. I've joined the
0: team. Yes. My biggest goal for this podcast is that every time we have a guest is that, because both Crash and Porsche have said that they're... Are going to start watching the show, and I'm like, excellent. My goal of everyone also getting into Pretty Cure is happening.
2: (laughs) Have you heard the good word of Pretty Cure today? Hi, I'm Aaron Quintana Saez, and I'm here to talk to you about Pretty Cure. (laughs) Ding dong, hi. Have you heard about Pretty Cure? It's good. Pretty Cure good? Pretty Cure good. (laughs) I'm writing a think piece, um, a New York Times think piece. Pretty cure, good. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> they and we get to we're getting close to the part of the episode that is wild because they start running by the uh, pool, the the pool that had like the seals and the penguins, and. They noticed that Geku Drag was in there and he starts draining the pool.
1: Oh no, hold on. First he cups up and he's like, Give me the prism stones and Nagi's just like, What if we said no? And he's just <laughs> like, Excellent, great, awesome and then just drinks the entire aquarium. <laughs>
2: It's an amazing <laughs> moment. Just <laughs> hand it over the prison toes. And what have we said? No. Excellent. Great. Because I'm thirsty as fuck. And then he <laughs> drinks a <up> pool. Like. <laughs> but first he flexes so hard. And the shot at 1246. Listeners, if you're not clicking along, 1246 has the weirdest drawing of the two girls their necks are a little, it's too wonky, and a shark just floats by. <laughs> that's all it is! It's so bad, but it's so good. There's, and then that's the shark he consumes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I can't stop giggling. <laughs> the images at like 1301 of his like gaping mouth and just like the pool. Pull, he's pulling in thousands of gallons per second, and it's incredible. This show is hilarious and amazing. It's so over the top. It really is. It's not grounded in any sort of reality. And that's what makes it so fun.
0: Yes. And Geki Drago ends up fusing with a bunch of uh, yes. different creatures.
1: So, he has the arms what? that are heads of moray eels. Yes. He has a shark body and a manta ray tail.
2: Yes. But it's not so much like shark body. It's like shark body mask. It's like a street shark like, he is, he still has abs and, like, huge shoulders and biceps and quads. And but it's like, also, like, a Street Shark's mascot suit where his head is in the mouth. Yeah, it's definitely just, like, a mascot. <laughs> it's he so looks like much. he's in a mascot suit. Like, I, I could have sworn I was going to look up, like, was this episode tied to, like, the grand opening of an aquarium somewhere? And that mascot was going to be there, like, greeting children.
0: God, that would be terrifying. <laughs> This is a much better fusion than when he fused with that tree. <laughs>
2: mm. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> this is pretty efficient, I have to say. Hurry and transform. Okay. And so, the, sorry, I'll let you, y'all you lead up to the, the transformation sequence is when I was like, I had to hit pause and go back like three times because I, I did not know that it involved purchasing something on a square. You have to swipe your credit card at Meppo's square device? So, let me tell you about these
1: cards. (laughs) (laughs) So, Mipple, and Meeple were not the only two fairies from the Realm of Dreams. There was also the, um, sorry, the Realm of Light. Yes. Uh, All of the other fairies that exist there, like, they can't exist because they don't have all of the Prism Stones. Like, Mm -hmm. the realm is starting to fade. They're the only two that can make it. And every other citizen that lived in the Realm of Light is now a card that you can swipe on the phone oh, oh, to do a thing. Oh, for
2: God's sake! For
1: Such God's as, sake. there's a chef that when you swipe it, it feeds the Meepo. Yes. Stop. So That's, one... that's what Meepo's eating at the beginning of the episode.
0: Yes. So...
2: Does the card associate to their tra- is their transformation costume power always the same or is it dependent on the cards? It's, it's always the same
0: because there's oh, one card okay. meant for, just for transforming.
2: Oh, uh, I see. I'm I'm trying to figure out like the the merch link here. Yes. And so I didn't know if it was like to collect all the costumes, you got to buy a thousand Yu-Gi-Oh decks. No. <laughs> okay. Each card does. Like
0: just... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Each card does something specific, but they're. Is a card just meant for them to transform.
2: Got you. Okay.
0: And then they swipe it in the phone because they're using the powers of the meatballs to uh, transform.
2: Oh, I figured. Because they highlight the toys, I mean, the devices, <laughs> about a yes. hundred times. Like, hey, kids, you can also buy these at your local KB. I
0: y- would love it's own. a
1: shame, because I Wait. don't think there was that much American merch for this show in, like, this first season or two. It was, like, the only one to get a dub until Glitter Force. Yes. Um,
0: also, this but... was dubbed in Canada, not United States.
1: Oh. Um, Did you forget? I yeah. I just remember that, like, oh, English dub, right? Yes. Um, But, like, a last year sometime... Uh, I think it's, yeah, Bandai Namco, like, the, through their P. Bandai website, where they could they put up all of the limited edition stuff, did do, like, a collector's edition of the phone.
2: Oh, it's a very good toy. <clears throat> I would, yeah, I'm that they don't sell it. it anymore. Yeah, like, you can't find it any, probably just on eBay, right, for, like, a jacked-up price? Mm, maybe. Probably. See. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing. I would swipe it every time. If that's how I got dressed in the morning, life would be incredible. Yeah. And then the transformation sequence begins and y'all this one is fucking epic. It Their is, transformation sequence is good. It's real good. I've seen me a lot of Magical Girl transformations in my time. This one is quite unique.
0: Yes. One thing that I would really love about the first season and second season, I guess, is that they transform together.
2: Which costume do you like more? I have to ask.
0: Uh, uh,
2: so
1: I like Nagisa's more just because it has 3 colors instead of just the 2 that Honoka's has, which leads to less contrast.
2: Yeah. Okay, dig that. I like the black one as well just because like it looks the top looks a lot more like like knight armor to me. You know what I mean? Before the bow appears. I it yeah, it's got here, like shoulder like, pads. Yeah, it's really cool. And there's like a scarf. And the I mean, the gloves and boots are the sleeves and boots are fucking everything on this. Yes, this, this is so good. The outfits are so good. Yes. it's just that right amount of Mega Man glory. And their shoes are so oh, everything's so good. Except the it's so windy in this Rainbow Dimension. <laughs> their hair is going a mile a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh it's
1: i i guess it's just like i have i've seen this every episode since the first one but yeah it is a very good animation sequence yeah.
2: yeah it's super good how they start out like they start out as metal mario and then they get like their little color scheme applied to them it's it's very very good
0: yes one of my favorite parts is when uh i think it's nice uh, when she finished she's transforming like her fingers are like touching ponicas and like the transformation like goes from like the tips of her fingers and starts transforming Honoka I think that's a really cool touch
2: mm-hmm. there's a lot of little details in there that are just very like someone thought more about this than just being like eh, it's a toy show you know what I mean like a mm-hmm. lot of people put a lot of tiny details in there for <laughs> for people to have a rewatch podcast and talk about them
0: <laughs> they knew one day it's true.
2: it's true and god those Mega Man shoes there's a part if at um, 1608 and 9 <clears throat> where you see the bottom of their shoe, of uh, Black's shoes, and it is so incredible Mega Man aesthetic. And I know I keep harping on it, but it's just, it makes me so GD happy when I see like that big-ass boot <laughs> that was so prominent in this fucking era. It's, sorry, sorry, sorry. You gotta have it's the okay. big boots
1: because they do big
2: kicks. <laughs> they kick the, they kick a lot. And it's very good. Yes. They you gotta have to big boot kicks. equals big kick. The bigger the boot, the bigger the kick.
0: Yes. One of the pulls for Pretty Cure, even with other seasons, is that there's a lot more physical combat in these shows. Which you can, like, it's clear in this episode, like, they fight. They yeah. Geki-Jago, like, Honoka, like, twists one of the weird... Your arms and like tosses him
1: yeah so after they transform the music that starts playing like reminds me of like the final level of a sonic game like mm-hmm. a modern sonic where oh, they no get doubt. like orchestral almost
2: look that's very epic and that's when i wanted yes. to ask you like are all the boss battles like this like it has her like you know um nagisa has like a super saiyan moment where he's like I won't forgive you and goes absolutely ham. I was like is every battle like this? It's so good.
1: The Pissard one was very good and it's yes. like it has like the same level of fighting but like from both of them not just one of them going all out. They both just go buck wild on Pissard.
0: Yeah. She- Some of the fights are pretty good but I don't I think that that fight and then this fight are probably like more unique. There is um. the one it's not like hardcore, but the one where they were fighting, the episode where we joke that the show's over. Cause, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they were fighting uh, Geki Drago, but they were also fighting with each other.
1: And, just and Geki Drago gets mad at them and they just tell him to stuff it.
0: Yes. That was a good fight.
1: That's the one where he was a tree. Yes. <laughs> Uh, anyways we kept talking about the super saiyan thing that's because ryota hears the sound of the fighting and runs towards it yes and Gekitrago sees them and just attacks him mean
2: these demons do not care about collateral damage or like is that like the, that's why i asked because i was like do they like just attack random people or is like you're in my way Mar. because i don't know it's 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 a it's a layer that i was very curious about when he like tries to smash a child
0: yeah I also think he probably knows that they'll go to like help him,
2: mm, true, and that he true, true. probably use that. True. Attack of Opportunity moment here in yes. the show. I love it. There's so many frames. There's so many individual drawings in the fighting sequences. It's not... Like, this sounds rude, but I'm like, it's not crappy. Like, this, they put a lot of work into this one. Yes. Like, it's a lot more than I had anticipated, because I've seen a lot of, like, you know, the punchy shows and stuff and a lot of the times like it'll be just like three quick drawings really fast there are a lot except this show has a first person eel moment where it's like a first person shooter but from the point of view of an eel and it's at, well, I think 17, 15, 17 18 minutes in, there's a fucking first-person shooter eel moment attacking fucking Nagisa. And it's quite possibly the best and worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And it, it is the most satisfying. And then, like, the other one, I can't forgetting her name because she doesn't do anything this episode except suplex and eel arm.
0: Honoka. What is her name?
2: Han- yes. Honoka suplex is the first-person eel. Honoka is uh, the eel and then does every episode end with black and white thunder
1: yes
0: yes uh, it, with the you. exception
1: of one episode
0: yes where they well, fight a bear yes <laughs> <laughs> that episode the first episode Drago is introduced they reveal a new move
1: it's like pretty cure refresh or something like that it's like the yes. um the sailor moon move where she purifies the dark heart the moon got you healing thing it is yeah
0: never came, has never come up again after that episode.
1: I thought they were gonna do it this time, just because Me there's too. all those there's so many animals as part of that fusion. I
2: but know. no, they just
1: murdered all of them. <laughs>
2: <Well>. <laughs> yeah, they hit them with, they hit all those animals with the marble rye, and just like, I, that's what I was like, are they gonna show the animals swimming peacefully in a tank? Nope, they were obliterated by a beam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, we do, um, after they knock out got- after Geki Drago knocks out Ryota, that's when it goes Super Saiyan. And there's also when the trumpet version of the theme song that we heard last episode Hell for yeah. the first time hits. And I love it so much. I really hope it continues it showing up. It was so up. good.
0: I love it when the music comes in. I love the opening song. If you listen to this podcast, you know the song. because It's a very it's, good song. It's our music.
1: The trumpet version's the better version also. Well,
0: I'm not going to change now.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't have any lyrics, so it's not as good for our podcast.
0: That is true.
1: Um, but yeah, so when they're doing the marble screw attack, they make sure to change up the canned animation to show Honoka wincing because yes. Nagi is gripping her hand so
2: hard.
0: I also that I'm like she's like holding on tight, like
2: she's upset. She needs the power of friendship and love. But like that's what I was curious about. It was like is it it's their bond that makes the beam powerful? Yeah. 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 Okay,
0: Except gotcha. for last episode where a bunch of Mm-mm. jewels joined into the track because they could sense the, the light inside of them.
2: Okay. <laughs> and let me fix my face. After they shoot um, Geki Drago, they do show all the animals that are freed.
1: Yeah, I just. They should be dead, though. Like, they have a move specifically <laughs> for not killing animals and they don't use it.
0: Should, yeah. They, they,
2: I see that, but they should be
0: dead. <laughs> I mean, well. No, okay, I was gonna say, they did that to when their uh, vice principal was possessed, but they didn't attack him with the beam, they attacked Geki Drago with the beam. Yeah. That so, yeah, they should have used that move, but I guess, I don't know. But she, they probably we'll couldn't have
1: killed Geki Drago with it, and this is supposed to be his final episode.
0: Yes. Sure,
2: they had to write him off. Shoot him with a beam is the best way to go.
0: It's okay, those animals...
2: They're on a fa- they live in a farm upstate now. Those animals... Listeners, those animals are doing just great. They're having a great life. They're not dead. They live in a farm upstate. They're meeting other sharks and, and eels. They're walking around. They're having a good time. They're floating, you know. Yeah, free range sharks. Free range sharks.
0: <laughs> free range sharks. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, it's but... a sad thing we don't name these episodes anything. Beyond
2: you could. You could just start.
0: Because <laughs> uh, free range sharks would be a good. Yeah, no well, t- I write no a one-sentence description,
1: present. so I'll just mention the free-range sharks there.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, they win. and
1: yeah. um, Geki Drago turns into a Zekana, which turns into some Gomena, Yes. which is my favorite thing. And I missed them because they hadn't shown up for a while.
0: Well, hopefully our next big bad will give us what we need- want.
2: And then the crystal comes out of the sky. What, yes. That, that's the one that was powering Geki Drago, right? Yes. Yes. And so, then they put it, and then uh, I won't jump ahead, but that's yeah. that's that's yes. the Prism Stone, and they once they get them all back, they can restore the World of Light? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
0: Because the Dusuku Zone kind of, like, destroyed it and took all the Prism Stones except for the ones that Nipple and Meeple had, gotcha. so they're trying to get it back so they can restore their home.
2: Cool. Okay.
1: Yeah, Um. so Nagisa checks in on Ryota. When the prism stone falls, and then after some time passes and they've de transformed, Ryota wakes up and Nagisa and Ryota cry at each other.
0: Yes. And they <laughs> hug, and it's very touching. Yeah.
1: And then they go back to Honoka's place and they put the stone in the thing that I don't remember what it's called. It's uh, a. Hold on, I actually have it pulled up.
0: I, no, I remember what it's called. It's the prism hoppish.
1: Yes, the hoppish. Um, and... and. You get the little wizard yes
0: yeah. the guardian
1: and
2: no manga this time unfortunately no <laughs> gift at all no
0: nope.
2: so at Not. 21 at 2151 they show the dog the yeah. dog is so much better drawn than everything else in this show Horika has a very good dog yeah. that dog looks incredible they are flexing so hard this episode of like look how well we can draw an animal and they it's like they are okay, just consistently good at animals is the thing they're incredible. Yeah. That dog is so
1: good. I miss the bears still. I want those bears to come back someday.
0: Oh, wait. I lied. We do get to see. Yeah, you do. You, you do get do to see. see their fairy form.
2: Yeah. Oh. I didn't know if that was their fairy form because it's, it is, I will say, in my opinion, unpleasant to look at. <laughs> I do not enjoy that. That I do not enjoy them. I like the little peachy one on the right. The one on the left is, doesn't, doesn't do it for me. I do like the hearts, though, and the little designs. Yes. I like the heart tail and the star tail. That's a cute touch.
0: we uh, That's probably where the prism stones are in their tail.
2: Uh... Like, again, that's a really good effing detail. There's a lot of thought, and their ties look very good.
0: It led to a joke that before we realized the prism stones were inside the uh, evil generals, that we <laughs> well, like, do you think Jakku King has five tails from the prism stones? Oh, yeah. and there's no
2: doubt. There's no, there's no doubt about that, and I enjoy that. There's the tail. There's two tails coming out of the guardian, the little wizard. Yes. These little like lion tails, or there's so many. I like the art design of this show. It's they don't, they don't care. They're like, this is what it looks like. It may be completely out of place sometimes. Not interested in your logic, and I'm about it.
1: Yeah, but Nagisa even calls out the guardian this time, like, "Hey, don't you have like a gift for us?" And it's like. Mm, see you later bye
0: You're, bye <laughs>
2: yeah see ya. just poofs and of course anime laughing ending goes without saying
0: yeah yes.
1: um that's when uh ryota shows up to get Honoka to look at his homework and then gets put into the cobra twist
0: yes he's <laughs> also like i was expecting you to be here like ryota you know your sister where else would she be
2: i'm saying like <laughs> i don't know where else have i ever been
0: Well, that is the end of the episode. And we get our preview. We get a new baddie. Next episode, we get Poisony. I don't remember the name of the next episode.
1: Oh, I have them right here. Tune in next time for Darkness in Disguise, also known as The Evil Flower, Poisony Appears. Who
2: is she? Love it.
0: Who is she? We get our first lady. I'm excited to see what Poisony's gimmick is. It seems From the preview,
1: it looks like she's on to some Jedi level stuff, or lots of scams.
0: Yeah, Well, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that is it. So, Aaron, how did yeah. you?
2: I I love this show. It's a lot. It's a lot, and it's fun. It's a lot more. Um, it's a lot more fun and silly than I thought it was going to be. Because something I don't care for is when magical girl shows take themselves a little too seriously. But this one is kind of light and easy and, like, it's very easily approachable and easily startable. Like, I could just jump in from this episode and be like, I have a pretty good handle on what, and just keep going. If you wanted to, you could. Um, yeah, but I'm about it. Pretty Cure good.
0: Yes. I think, especially nowadays, Pretty Cure is kept up. It's very, like, more lighthearted atmosphere. And it's very, it's definitely a show, like, especially now with, like, Magical girl shows being a little bit more darker nowadays. Pretty Cure has always been this kind of lighthearted, power of friendship, kind of silly, goofy show. That Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I've come to love the series. Like, the darkest one has been my favorite season, which is the seventh one, which is Heart Catch. But, like, even that, it doesn't go as far as, like, other shows have.
2: Yeah. It's a nice change. It really is.
1: I do just want to inform the audience that I did find that, uh the card commune thing with a phone on ebay it is
2: 205 dollars you know that's not that's that's not bad you know so if someone (laughs) wants
1: to buy that and just send that to charlie
0: do it (laughs) please
2: spend your hard-earned money where it counts and buying the card reader buying fantasy square
0: well aaron please plug everything you want to plug
2: no problem um, hi, you can find me at Aaron Katano uh, Aaron Saez, all one word, on Twitter. I'm the co-creator of All My Fantasy Children, a character creation um, podcast on the One Shot Podcast Network. You should check out. All we do is take a listener prompt, uh, create an original fantasy character, and create a fictional world around them. So it's like an, it's an OC creation show, essentially, but it's really optimistic. It's really inclusive and fun and nice. It's made by me and Jeff Stormer. And it's a lot of fun. Um, it's relaxing. If you need a break from all these sweaty actual play podcasts, it's something I think you should be worth. It's worth checking out. <laughs> you can just kind of chill and be like, "Oh, that was a neat story. Next one." Yeah, it's not. It's not that like. Are you following the story of our fabled heroes? No, I ain't about that life. <laughs>
0: and you can find us on Twitter at prepodengage, or you could find oh or- no, not or and follow our podcast twitter and you can follow me on twitter at magical underscore pride
1: and you can find me on twitter at mad that's m-a-d-l-o-b-o-t-a-n-i-s-t i I said it really fast on the last episode of kids and their dog another podcast i do so i'm gonna try to slow it down for this one
0: (laughs) yes and if you guys want to listen to another podcast we're gonna be recording soon for hey let's talk about it but Me, Cassie, and Crash talk about stuff. This time we're talking about Sonic,
2: oh, a hedgehog. That's yes. a hot top. Never heard of it. What is that the Is that the red one with the with the punchy gloves? Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? Is that the show about the toes? Is that the toes one? Um. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I said it on the recording.
0: I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I'm worried. I am also
1: not sure about that one.
2: Oh, God, no. There's an image of Sonic where it's like a canonical comic image where, like, he's not wearing shoes and has very defined toes. That's. It's a lot. <laughs> but it's, like, a from a like, officially licensed piece of merch.
0: That's awful. I never want to see Sonic without his shoes on.
2: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I am sorry I cursed this recording.
0: It's okay. Listen, this podcast was already cursed.
2: Yeah, Yeah, we
1: just got the curse out, so I think we're good for a little while. Okay, good.
0: Also, stay tuned for next week because we have another guest. Yay, more people. (laughs) But until next time, we need your help, Meepo.
1: Meepo. found a box a fully boxed copy of a pretty cured gba game from japan i need to get off
0: of ebay
2: yeah no that's that's a dangerous place to be when looking for lost merch